I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The 439th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right. Turn 5 bucks into 500 bucks in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. The NBA is back and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Heidi, 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 ho, degenerators. Welcome to episode 439 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one's going to go out to Invicta FC. Invicta is back. Oh, I did it again. Enjoy watching. There's the song again. Gumby did it again every, every time. Except for one. Three out of four. He's hitting 750. This, uh, this, so, this, you, so this YouTube and new format stuff. Like, I know some of you are out there still listening just via Spotify or wherever it is you download platforms and whatnot. Like, I, I just don't expect it to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make make sure you watch and listen to us. We're on YouTube, MMA Gambling Podcast, and, of course, still download us. We still need to download numbers up there, too. But, yeah, it's fun. Gumby is making it fun. Uh, I'm on your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. <laughs> and like I said, this goes out to Invicta because Invicta is running this week in Gumby's backyard, kind of, sort of. Boston Mass. Are you going to the event, Gumby? You know, I was going to go to the event, uh, but uh, there is a, a few obstacles in my own life keeping me from going to it. So I will sadly not be attending, despite the fact it's in kind of a cool uh, venue too. Uh, it's at the uh, it's at the, the House of Blues in in Boston, yep. and that's uh it's on <laughs> oh not Causeway Causeways for the the Braves. It's on Lansdowne Street. Which is where Fenway Park is, so it's like right in Fenway Park's backyard. Yep. Very cool, very cool. And Nick always puts on a good show. Um, good fights, good announced team. You know, I don't really have any complaints about Indicta. It's it's a quality organization. Yeah, it's, they've always got good, like well matched fights too. I never like look at one of their fights and like, oh, they're giving so and so a freebie so that she can make the UFC. It's always like. Oh yeah, no, that one that fight totally makes sense for where those two are in their career. Yep. Very, very good. We will break we're gonna break down all six fights, uh, as Gumby promised last episode. Uh before that, do you want to talk about any of the plays, non-UFC plays from this past weekend? 
Behind so the curtain, Fury hasn't started yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're recording this uh, at the time where Fury Challenger Series Eight has not started. Um, although both my picks for that fight card, if you listened on last Monday's episode, both of them have been at some point in time plus two eighty, plus two ninety underdogs. Yeah, both of them have also been pickums at some point in time. So if you've w- rode that wild roller coaster of of odds, perhaps you found the best ones. Um, and hopefully they hit by the time you're hearing this. Hopefully we already know they hit. Um, CES was weird because, uh, you know, I, I we broke down CES last week and uh, I, I gave you picks for four fights. And then I never could find odds, uh, which is really wild. I think it's the first time we've ever done this on our show where we yeah. broke down a fight card from a promotion that always gives odds. And then like Muradoff professionally gave odds you know like i found muradoff professionally gods i did not find uh ces odds which is really bizarre to me uh, i wonder if it's because they came off a of fight pass and were broadcasting on on facebook that like they were just like off the books radar i, I don't know but he, none of the books that i know had ces when that being said i hit uh two out of four of my picks uh charles rosa beat the scrub that they fed him so that he could win he picked up a pretty nice guillotine submission in the second round um i missed the ollie zebian versus nate andrews fight um like a minute and a half into the first round ollie zebian kicks him in the arm he blocks it shatters his forearm uh so it was like you know good defense and i can't fight anymore um so that fight didn't really get a chance to play out uh, I missed Justin Sumter beat the crap out of Eric Spicely. His grappling looked really bad. Uh, he started to look like his old, uh, not ready to fight against self again. Uh, but then I did correctly predict the title fight. Hedgevaldo uh, um, Calvajo beat uh, beat uh, UFC veteran Don Shanis, which I correctly predicted. And he did so with a pretty nice submission. So uh you know, I, I wound up going two and two. If we took my implied odds on those fights, uh, I would have made money because I thought right. uh, Hedge would have been plus 260, plus 270, maybe even worse because he was up against a UFC veteran. Um, and then I thought I'd make like 13 cents on betting on uh, Charles Rosa. So that would have barely broke even. But like, again, I don't really know because sometimes when I give you these projected odds, they're not that great. Um, and in this case, uh, never got to check them. Now, we're going to project odds today, but Invicta, we can always find odds for it, right? Always. Well, it, up until that point, we could always find them for, for CES, too. So weird, weird things. And sometimes in MMA, these things happen. <laughs> it's true. It is true. All right. Let's just jump into it because we're doing all six fights. So let's get down and get you some picks before I tell you about our lovely sponsors. Invicta FC 54, McCormick versus Wojcik. Actually, the only complaint I have about Invicta is they don't run often enough now. So uh, it would be nice if they were a monthly thing, but it seems to be almost seasonal at this point. But they're going down this Friday, the 27th of October, 4 p.m. Eastern. From the Citizens House of Blues in Boston, Massachusetts. No Gumby Vreeland in attendance, sadly, though. It is broadcast on YouTube, so there you go. Easy to find uh, on Invicta FC. Six fights. We're going to start with a Canadian in the main card. Hooray. Marina Ducic. She's in a bantamweight fight against Fernanda Aharujo, who is from, not surprisingly, Brazil. All right. Let me get my correct sheet up here. All right. Aharujo. Ferocious is the nickname. She's two and three with one submission. She's been submitted herself once. This is her Invicta debut. Used to fight up at featherweight. One and one is a pro boxer. 
Ducic, Sweet Maria, two and one, one knockout herself. Sorry, she hasn't finished anyone and she's been knocked out herself the one time that she lost. That was in Invicta where she's 0 and 1. She is not. Um, won a fight since no sorry she's not lost a fight since july of 2022 that was when she fought for Victor the first time she's three years younger than aharujo and three inches taller and that is all i have so gummy can fill in the blanks hopefully so i'm gonna go with jersey uh i think she's probably gonna be a pretty decent favorite here um especially just because like you know when you get to these fights sometimes you just like look at the records uh and you got two and one versus two and three that's usually enough for the books to be stacked in one direction. So I think Jerkic is uh, going to probably wind up being like, neg- like I said, negative 230, negative 240. Um, and I'm going to go with her anyway here because so Ara Uyo, if you've ever seen her fight, she's like, she's very stocky and her, like big wide shoulders. And she just throws giant haymakers. I don't know if it's an official nickname or not, but I've heard a lot of uh, when she was fighting as an Ami. Uh, the announcers used to call her She-Hulk all the time, um, <laughs> which is a sick nickname if, if it actually had stuck. Um, and yeah. Jurkic is just like like a crafty Taekwondo specialist. And so, like, of course, you want the faster, longer, taller, the one with less wear on their tires. Because Aruyo might be two and three, but she's also fought like a billion times as an amateur. I think she had her Ami debut like 11 years ago or something like that. Um, and just like mixed results as an Ami too. Whereas Jurkic like younger, fresher, quicker, all those things. I, I think she's just going to be a better technical striker. We don't typically see a lot of finishes in Invicta. So if you've got somebody who's faster and is going to outpoint the other one, you usually take that one over the person who like kind of needs a finish. Sounds good to me. You know, it doesn't sound good. Uh, running back, getting a 69 yard rushing touchdown against my fantasy team. That does not sound good. The game's <laughs> just started too. That's not a good start for start to the day. Gumby. Um, uh, I should, instead of that, I should go over and play it. Underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced scorchers go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Plus, if that's not enough, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each every week. You got a spicy play for us, Gumby. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I think this will probably come out. I told you guys last time that I've been riding the higher than on uh, Bryce Harper's runs. I've also been kind of digging the higher than on uh, Gabriel Moreno singles. Uh, it's been another one I've, I've liked. Gabriel Moreno uh, has been pretty decent this postseason, and and if you want to change that up and do his, you know, his hits, runs, RBIs instead, like he's been pretty good on that front too. So uh, I'll I'll take Gabriel Moreno in this uh, this this underdog fantasy season of ours. All right, there you go. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to five hundred bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And something new for you, NBA Underdog Contest. NBA is back. And to celebrate, we're giving away NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog, D-O-G, to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA Underdog using our promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA D-O-G. All right, let's move along into Evicta. We're going up a weight class to featherweight. Julia Dorney from Germany versus Riley Martinez from the United States of America. Three five-minute rounds. Martinez, Rad, his name. 
name, 2-0, one knockout, one submission. So she's finished both of her opponents. This is her Invicta debut, and she's not been in the 2-1 with two knockouts, so she's finished both of her people as well. So they owe us rounds here at Gumby. Uh, <laughs> she's been knocked out once as well, so she's never gone the distance. She hasn't fought since March of 2022. 0-1 uh, in PFL has not won a fight since October of 2019. Over to you. So this is a, a fight that's definitely grappler versus grappler. Riley Martinez trains out of SBG Idaho, if I'm not mistaken, um, which just seems like it's made up. Uh, but she trains out of SBG Idaho, and uh, she's I know she's like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. She does like jiu-jitsu competitions and stuff like that. Um, and she's going to come in here as a favorite being two and oh, and not coming off of a loss, most likely and training out of a gym that we've, or at least a, a brand that people have heard of. You'll probably see her at like negative negative one eighty five plus one fifty plus one sixty return on Dorney. Um, and so Riley's really good on the ground. The problem is she doesn't have much boxing. Um, she seems like she doesn't terribly have a lot of takedown offense either. And I think that's going to be bad news against Dorney. So I'm actually going to go dog here. At least I'm pretty sure she'll be a dog with Dorney. Because in her last fight, she did get beat on the PFL Challenger Series. Um, I had to like listen to, was it Ray Lewis talk about how good she was doing while I was watching the fight? And I was like, this is dumb. Um, yeah, this is painful. Um, PFL Challenger Series is really a dumb idea. Uh, but anyway, when I was watching that fight... Dorney, I was like, she looks like she's confused striking here. She looks like she just doesn't get it. Um, but she does look like she's got better takedown defense. And if, if like, Martinez isn't going to give her any trouble on the feet, which I don't think she is because, like, both of them look confused on the feet, I'll take the one with, like, the little bit better wrestling and seemingly the better physicality. So I'm, I'm going to go with Dorney here. Makes sense to me. All right, we're dropping way down now to straw weights. Hillary Rose from the United States of America versus Andrea Amaro from the United States of America as well. Some U.S. on U.S. violence, just the way you like it. Amaro, three and two with one knockout. She's been submitted once. This is her Invicta debut. She won two straight fights. Has not fought since August of 2022. Rose, six and six, two knockouts, three submissions. She's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. This is her UFC debut as well. Uh, not UFC, Invicta, excuse me. Uh, she's lost two straight fights and only won one of her last five her last two losses have come via submission. She went 0-1 on the contender series. You may recognize her from there. 1-1 is a pro kickboxer. Two inches taller than Amaro. So I'm going to say Amaro probably going to be a pretty big favorite here. Uh, we'll say, let's say negative 220, negative 225, uh, plus 190 on the return for Rose. I'll take the favorite Amaro. Uh, I, I think, look, I've been fading Hillary Rose for a really long time. Um, she's one of those people who got a chance on contender series. And I was like, how did she get a chance on contender series? Like, I know her record's good. Um, but like, I, I don't personally think she's very good. And she shot, fought Cheyenne Vlismas. Um, and Cheyenne Vlismas kind of just like did whatever she wanted. Later, she fought Elise Reed. Elise Reed beat the heck out of her. I know I faded her in a LFA fight. I remember this vividly with, uh, Ashley Nichols, who had like a three and three record at the time and, and like scored on that too. She just like, she's so damn hittable. She's like so easy to hit. And like, she just doesn't have the physicality for her grappling to play up. Um, she's like a, you know, clearly has some like jujitsu props, but like, doesn't seem to have the physical strength to like need to get to anywhere she needs to. Um, and Amaro is, you know, and maybe 
maybe not a quote unquote prospect at this time, like a, you know, right home about her prospect, but she does have like a really nice one too. Um, she seems to like land like when uh, she, she is moving forward, not so much when she's moving backwards, but when she's moving forward, she lands that one, two, and she doubles up her jab sometimes. And uh, against somebody who's hittable, as long as she moves forward, she's going to win this fight pretty easily. So I'll go with the favorite tomorrow here. Okay, dokie, some chalk for Gumby. We're going to move up to flyweights. Christina Williams from the United States versus D Begley from, is she from Ireland? I believe she is from Ireland. Uh, if I'm correct, yes, Irish fighters. All right, which means fade the Irish fighters because they're always they're all losing recently. But anyhow, Begley, four and two, one knockout, one submission. She's been knocked out twice. This is her Invicta debut. She's won four out of her last five. Won her last fight via submission. Five years younger than Williams. Williams is a warhorse. Six and four, one knockout, one submission. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Two and one in Invicta. She's won three of her last four, but she did lose her last fight. She went three and three in Bellator as well. And she's five inches taller than Bagley. So she'll be much bigger in this fight. Uh, go ahead. I think this is going to be a pick em. Uh, I think you're going to see odds that come in right around negative 110, negative 115 for both of them. Uh, the reason why uh, Warhorse has obviously had some issues uh, in recent fights. She did fight for the title, looked not so good in that fight with the Ketlin Sosa who beat her. Um, she just like, you know, didn't have answers for the grappling. She looked slower in the striking. Uh, and now we're getting her against this prospect, and clearly Invicta is trying to play up the Irish side of things uh, going to Boston, right? Because we got a an Irish lady in the main event. We got an Irish lady two fights down, um, and and I think they're trying to play it up with Begley here. And I think Begley is is got some chops, but my biggest concern with her is she's way too small for this weight class. She's way too small for this weight class, and Warhorse is enormous for a flyweight. You know, five foot eight, and she like has got the reach to match it, and maybe then some. Like, and she fights long. She fights with a really long, straight right hand, and and that should be enough here, I think, to beat Bagley. Because while I like Bagley, and I think she's, you know, she's kind of good anywhere she goes. Like, I'm fine with her boxing. I'm, you know, she mixes in a little bit of wrestling, and from what I've seen of it, it doesn't look bad. But I just don't think she'll ever get inside on Warhorse with her being that big. Um, her wrestling's not good enough on her double legs or, you know, isn't going to get low enough on, on Warhorse without getting absolutely popped. And I just can't see her boxing getting around length, especially like, you know, we, we talk about people who are tall for their weight classes all the time. Warhorse is definitely that, but a lot of those people don't know how to use that height. You know, like they fail at using it. She's not one of those people. She, she's got it. And she's got a touch of power. You know, like she didn't win her last fight, but the one before that, she dropped her opponent and then jumped right on her back and submitted her. Um, so, like, I, I think Williams here has got the jump on her in terms of length. She's going to have the jump on her in power. And I just think those two things alone are, are going to be insurmountable. So I'll take, uh, okay. take Warhorse here probably as a pickup. Perfect. Sounds good. Coleman event time, straw weights. Valeska Machado, a.k.a. Tina Black. Did we ever find out why she's Tina Black? Have we talked about this? We don't. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, okay. we have, have talked her on about your it. show, Top Turtle. We have definitely, we have, we have yes. definitely talked okay. about it. <laughs> All right. Valeska, Tina Black, Machado versus Kalindra Faria. Uh, a couple of Brazilians who you may have heard of, both of them. Let's tell you about Faria first. She's got quite the resume. It's going to take me a while here. 19 and 9 and 1. Seven knockouts, six submissions. 
been knocked out once, submitted four times. This is her Invicta debut. She's gone one and four over her last five fights, including losing her last fight. That was back in June of 2022. She has multiple championships on her mantle. Correct. Get shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. 0-3 in UFC. 0-1 in World Series of Fighting. Used to fight up at Bantamweight and down at Flow. Actually, sorry. Where, what fight is this? This is at... Right. Okay. Sorry. She used to fight up at Flyweight and up at Bantamweight. She's way down at Strawweight now. I'm getting my weight classes all mixed up. 2009 Pro MMA debut. 1-1 is a pro boxer. 1-1 is a pro kickboxer. She also does pro grappling. Tina Black, Machado, 12 and 4, four knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. Three and one in Invicta, used to be the champion in Invicta. Um, four and one over her last five fights, and then she lost her belt in her last fight. Oh and one in the uh, Dana White's contender series, used to fight down at Adam Weight. So we got a former Adam Weight versus a former Bantam Weight. Also, as a pro grappler, nine years younger than Faria, three inches taller, two inches of reach. Go ahead. So I think Black is going to come in here as the favorite, mostly just because this is a short notice fight for Kalindra Faria. Um, Tina Black was originally supposed to fight Isis Verbeek, who is just on Contender Series as well. She's the one who lost to Josephine Knudsen. Um, so she was originally supposed to fight her. So Faria is taking this on short notice. Um, she doesn't. She's been taking a lot of fights that weren't MMA fights. She actually boxed. Like, basically in my backyard a while ago. She boxed in Worcester, Massachusetts in uh, August. So it seems like she's, like, not fully committed to the MMA game anymore. And in addition to that, like, I've seen her have issues. You know, like you mentioned, she'd been up at Bantamweight. But, like, part of the problem with her, both when she was in the UFC and her last MMA fight, which was against Julia Palastri, she just, like, she doesn't have the physicality in the clinch. And seemingly as time has gone on, because she is way up there in age now, she she's uh, she's losing a little bit of her speed, too. Um, and the fact that she's losing a little bit of her speed is making it so that, you know, like what she's best at is, is really going away. So, ooh, where, where'd my face go? Uh, speaking of going away. Yeah, my, away. see, and this is what happens. So my battery was going down. So I'm pretty sure that's what oh, happened yeah. to it. So you can just no not enjoy my face, face for a second. Right? Yeah, you can just not enjoy my face for a second while I uh, while I figure that out. But as I was saying, part of the thing that was best about her was that she was really good at she she had really good speed early in her career. That was her some maybe her, some of her uh, her best traits. Now she doesn't have that, and she doesn't have the physicality. And the thing about Tina Black is, you know, say what you want about her, say that she's great, say that she's not great, say anything about, but like she's fast uh, and she picks people apart. And I think here she should have no problem doing that against Kalindra Faria. You're speaking of boxing in your backyard. Not a good idea because there's bears in your backyard, Gumby. So she not, in, not Wor- in your backyard. Not in Worcester, Massachusetts. There is not bears. No. <laughs> okay. Has has there any bear spottings recently in your backyard? Um, I haven't seen one in a minute, but they're probably out there. Huh. Maybe your dad can come and they'll smell your dad, and then they'll be like, "Oh, another oh, here, bear is here. A bear was here." There's our friend. There's our friend. All right. Well, 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 Gumby tries to make himself not a ghost and, and come back. I'm going to say, but Hall of Fame, <laughs> Hall of Fame bets. Gumby, you're supposed to be the good looking half of the duo. Now you're gone. Uh, Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for probably player props and game lines. 
Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. Get hit rates broken down by a leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. To craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're going to win on our main event here, hopefully, because that's what time we're at. There's Gumby. He's back with his (laughs) fun hat. We won't have to mention what the hat is because we mentioned it last episode. So, um, all right. Main event is for some gold, the Invicta FC Strawweight Championship. And as Gumby said, there is an Irish woman in the main event. Danny McCormick is the champion. She'll be defending her belt in five five minute rounds against Karolina Wojcik, who is from Poland, I believe. Correct? Correct. Yes, from Poland. All right. Let's tell you about the challenger first. Wojcik, the Polish assassin. That kind of gives away where she's from, isn't it? I, I feel like it does, but maybe I'm wrong. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she is 11 and three. She be a uh with two knockouts. So she's uh decision happy. She owes us a finish. Never been finishing a fight herself. Two and one in Invicta six and one over her last seven fights, including winning her last fight. One no on the contender series. Didn't get a contract though. Was a regional champion four years younger than McCormick. Danny McCormick, a great nickname, Mac M A C. Fantastic. Uh, seven and two, one knockout, one submission. She's been knocked out once Two and oh in Invicta and is the champion of the world. She won two straight. Before that, she lost two straight. And keep the uh, twos going. She's two inches taller than Wojcik. I think these ladies deserve a, a, a finish. I think this is where we're headed. It's got to be a finish, Dan. They never finish. They always go the distance. We're due. They're, they, they're due, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, I, I'm pretty sure the odds are going to come in here favoring the challenger. Um, really? Yeah, I, I think Wojcik is probably going to be like, Maybe like negative one fifty to plus one thirty five on on McCormick because like usually we see challengers as the favorite right or uh, champions as the favorite rather. Yep. But the problem here is that first of all, you mentioned she's only won two in a row, and before that she got beat up kind of pretty badly in those two fights. She was kind of like a surprise title challenger for everybody, and in that Tina Black fight because that's who she be for the for the belt. Tina Black rolled early in that fight. She was doing exceptionally well out the gate. But, um, you know, like McCormick is like a zombie. She just like moves forward and never gives up. Like she she should change that nickname. She shouldn't be Mac anymore. She should be the Irish zombie. 
Uh, cause yep. she just like, she walks forward, like Tina black bloodied her face in that fight. And she just kept coming forward to the point where she had made it to the fifth round and Tina black needed to finish. She had won three out of the four rounds and was bleeding profusely out of her nose. And so like, I love that about her style. And I will say this, I think that combined with the fact that she does seem to have pretty good takedown defense and pretty good ability to get up. I think it's going to beat Wojcik. Uh, I, I expect her to retain here. I expect myself to get some dog money on her um, because Wojcik, I was really high on her when she was on contender series. I thought she should have gotten a contract. And since then, what she's kind of proven is that like, yes, she is a pretty good wrestler, but if you put any kind of pace on her or make her work, she tires because she lost to Tina Black. She did not beat Tina Black, but it was mostly because she was in this like tournament where she had to fight two fights in one night. And the second fight, she looked tired um, and Tina Black walked her down and picked her apart. And if she's going to go 25 minutes to Danny McCormick, I think she's going to have a similar issue there. And I also think it's going to be harder for her to get her wrestling going. So I th- I picked McCormick here. I think she walks her down. I think she probably eats some punches because Wojcik has got like a pretty nice counter and like she throw it's kind of loopy, but she throws this like looping right hook that might tag McCormick a couple times, but she's tough enough that I don't think she's going to fall. So give me McCormick just kind of like marching her down for a decision uh, and winning at least three of the rounds. What number are we going to get on her or what's the range you would like to get? I, I said, I think plus 135. I, if she's plus, I'm in on it because um, okay. I think she's going to win. Like I, I pick her to win, like even gun to your head pick, I'm picking her to win, but I, I expect her to come in at plus money. Okay. Fantastic. Let's recap and get out of here. McCormick is his uh, pick in the main event. Um, you got, I didn't write down your second one. Tina Black, right? I think took Tina Black. Yeah. Tina Black, AKA Machado. Um, Williams, the war horse, Amaro, Dorney and Duchik. Did I get all those correct? You did indeed. All right. Let's let's get out of here. Um, if you want more of us, we're we'll be in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You can also chat on Twitter. Gumby runs our Twitter account, SGPN MMA. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, he's got the top turtle MMA podcast that will drop shortly. Do you know who's on this week? Is it in the can? Yeah, it's in the can. I'm talking to three different fighters who are fighting at LFA, which we'll be breaking down later in the week. I'm talking to Harris Tolunzik, uh, who's in the main event. I'm talking to Neyra Sepp, who is fighting Shannon Clark. And I'm also talking to Shannon Clark. And we'll be talking about LFA very shortly in the episode coming up. Uh, what else do I tell you to do? Go to my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Subscribe, get me in your inbox, enter my pick'em contest, all that fun stuff. And for all good things in sports gambling sphere, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Gumby, tell the people goodbye. I'm Data Gumby Vreeland. He's She-Hulk Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.